time for Sports Buzz, WMUL's weekly sports talk show with a competitive twist. Four enter, but only one will leave as this week's champion of current sports topics. And now, here's this week's moderator. Good evening and welcome in to an edition of Sports Buzz. I am Alex Jackson here sitting in the judge's chair, allowing some other competitors to get some time to shine. We've got a loaded panel here this evening, so we are going to go ahead and start introducing everyone. Uh, Justin Zimmer, and on behalf of the entire panel, I can gladly say we are we are all so glad to have a chance to win Sports Buzz. Uh, Mr. Jackson has won six this semester, and we are, I think I can speak on behalf of all of us. We all we all want we all want to win, and we're glad we don't have to deal with uh, person who's won six in a row. Well, we, we do have to deal with yeah, but he's not he's not debating us. So I'm well, I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. With that, uh, I'm Sean Kelly. I'm excited to be here again. Uh, it's always great to be here, and uh, it's great to have a better chance this time. I'm Ryan Sirk. I have never had the pleasure, actually, to go against Alex Jackson. I've only been on here once this semester, and I won. So I'll leave it at that. And, uh, well, it's my birthday. So, well, maybe maybe uh, I've been here for two decades now. Oh, I'm an old man. Great. Maybe my maybe my old maybe my uh, my wisdom in my in my twilight years will earn me the victory tonight. I'm Ed Cower. Twilight years. I'm getting old. I'm getting up there. Washed. I'm not washed. I age like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep this on topic here. Has everyone introduced themselves already? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay, so we'll go ahead and jump into the topic so we can get underway here. Let's go to the NFL first this evening. Cam Newton returned to the Carolina Panthers and accounted for two touchdowns on his first two plays. Will he continue to contribute to this Panthers team, or was this a one-week wonder? Okay, so ignore the fact that he literally screamed after his first touchdown that he is indeed back. <laughs> Let's not forget that in that 34-10 to win over the Cardinals, the Cardinals looked really uninspired the entire game and they didn't have Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins on offense so they didn't really have the full potential to do what they do on offense but the Panthers in these next couple weeks are facing Washington Miami and Atlanta and I feel like he can do well against those teams but once he faces the latter half of the schedule when they're playing teams like Tampa Bay it's a little bit more iffy for me my problem with Cam is, I've said this before in previous years, is that he's too inconsistent for me. So this was a very good game, so I expect to at least see one very bad game from Cam, and it could be against Tampa Bay, as you mentioned, because that's a, a very tough team. Also, it says, I've heard that Cam could potentially start a game, and oh, I... That's a great idea. Yeah, I don't think that's a great idea. I think he's more serviceable as the Trey Lance kind of guy that comes in every once in a while and does his own thing. But I don't think he is of starting caliber for someone that wants to compete for a playoff spot. Here, here, oh, I'll let you go, Justin. Okay. Here's what I don't get about the Newton signing at all if you're Carolina. We get it. Sam Darnold has not worked out. We all can admit it. It's been a disaster. 
It hasn't been a disaster. Yeah, it's, it's been okay. bad. It's, it's been okay. bad. At the start, it was a good decision, and then it's been. It's that's like, another argument we it, had. It's, it's like talking about it's PM. like his time in New York. It didn't go. It, it didn't end too well. It's not going to end too well. So now you sign Cam Newton. By the way, he's getting two salaries from the Panthers, so that's fun. I mean, hey, don't, hey, more money for Cam. Congratulations. But here, here, here's my, here's my thing. Carolina, there's something called the draft. It's in April. Go pick up your quarterback then. Let's not bring Uncle Cam back for a little joyride to see how good Cam does. This is this is a stupid waste of money. Let's be frank. Carolina, you're out of a playoff spot anyway. Are they? No. They are yeah. Not. Uh, they're five and they're five. Totally they're still out. in the hunt. Yeah. In the they're hunt. Five hundred right now. That NFC wild card. It could be anybody. But really. You, uh, that last one. Uh, I've watched. I've been watching. I've been watching the year this year. The season. Carolina is not gonna get a playoff spot. They're not gonna get a wild card spot. They don't have the team to do it. But their division. Is, they're they're only one game seventh. behind Tampa Bay. They're Tampa. currently in seventh. Well, you also have Tampa. Wait, you also have New Orleans. But New, Orleans, New Orleans lost they, Winston. And they're right. to Simeon and But you also have Hill. Camara's injured. You also you're have telling Hill. me you're telling me you're telling me Taysom Hill is gonna lead that the Saints. Well, the Saints aren't going playoffs. to a playoff game. They're not going, but they're not going to the playoff. Carolina it. only has one less win than the Tom Brady led. The NFC West Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The NFC West is gonna have more teams in the playoffs. The NFC no no the NFC West is gonna probably get everybody but the Niners in. So that's already three that's three spots. So yeah, Cam, enjoy enjoy your little enjoy your last little run, and Carolina go get a quarterback in the draft. That's the better solution well, to the problem than bringing back Uncle Cam for another for 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 another spin. It is, I, well, it's not like I, I don't know. I, I don't think when your alternative as of right now is PJ Walker at QB, and let's just go over the stats of PJ Walker's fantastic afternoon in the thirty-four to ten victory over the. Well, Arizona Cardinals. Ryan is still very depressed about that game. Well, You're talking to a Cardinals fan over here. I know, but I mean, I'm just saying. Listen, the Cardinals were a mess because they were missing everybody. But you know, PJ, okay. PJ Walker. Still going to the playoffs, guys, PJ Walker had a day. 167 yards, one interception, zero touchdowns. He had a, a QB rating of 67. Man, he woke up feeling That's dangerous <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> and the, meanwhile, the alternative is I don't know, Cam Newton. Uh, <laughs> I would uh, go with Cam. Uh, it's, Cam great, it's great for a short-term pickup like they have now. Yeah, thank you. That, that, it, that's it, the point. It's, and it's great for nostalgia purposes, too, put people in what? seats and all that. But if we're talking about stat-wise, I mean, he, he, he wasn't exactly great when he was with New England. Last it's not a solution it, to it's, the problem. It's not a, if you want a long-term solution, your answer isn't Cam Newton. There's only oh, yeah, no, he's not a long-term so solution. Much you thank you. So you agree with me on that? He's I don't not think the, he's, he's not, not a long-term solution. He's not the guy. Well, he's going to have to prove himself if he wants to be the guy. He's not going to be. As of right now, he's a better team leader than Darnold. I think he has the ability to bring the team together and rally them, but he has to show uh, if he has it in him to lead the team. He where He wasn't given the opportunity uh, opportunity to make passes. He had eight yards. I mean, he had a touchdown, and he made a, a big impact, but uh, he didn't pass. You know, he didn't really make any passes. So if they start Cam this week, it's going to be really interesting to see if Cam can lead that team to a victory. Because if Cam can do that, and then you know, who knows? Maybe he's a little consistent with it, but uh, it's yet to be seen that Cam can lead the team. And if he's a long-term solution, who knows? But as of right now, no. You're but better. maybe. I mean, his stats look good because he subbed in 
Yeah, pretty right. much on the goal line. So of course one, he's yeah. That touchdown was like his like one of four plays. Yeah, so I yeah. feel bad for PJ Walker. We meant you mentioned he had zero touchdowns, but then Cam comes in and takes all the credit to throw an eight yard pass. I'm pretty sure PJ Walker could have made that, pass, but who am I to judge? It's a touchdown. Touchdown's a touchdown. Well, no, he didn't throw it. He didn't throw it. He, 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 he zero threw one, right? He threw one in and no, ran I one. I thought. He yeah, he, ran, he ran one and he threw one, Thank so he you. had two touchdowns. Thank you. But I'm just saying this. He's not the permanent guy. Go to the go to the draft. You have a quarterback like Malik Willis available. You have a quarterback like Matt Corral available. Go get your quarterback there. So you're saying that they should start tanking right now. I, I don't know. To get a QB. No. They need a quarterback. Because again, they're, the, they're 500. The league, they're still in the, the league's, hunt. Half the league's going to be looking for quarterbacks next year. Let's just be honest. Half the league's going to be looking for QBs. This is true. Absolutely. Again, I, I don't but, think it's a. I don't think he's a one-week wonder because no, he's not one. The, no. the question is, he's is, there. He's is there he for the rest. He's there for the rest of the year, but he's not. He's not the guy in Carolina. I don't think he's a one-week wonder, but I. I think there's there's a possibility that he could become the guy, but it's yet to be seen. It. He has to have a game where he's tr- the c- true number one QB there in Carolina, and he is the leader of that offense. Yeah, they have to give him that opportunity. And then we can start to gauge from there. But I don't think he's a one-week wonder. But then again, but there's also, a lot left to be designed. But also, they probably they probably ran limited plays with him. We have to consider that. He hasn't really had a chance to operate the full playbook. All right, so we talked about some future quarterbacks that Carolina could be looking for. But let's talk about a quarterback who was drafted in last year's draft. Is Mac Jones the best player wasn't last year. from this the 2021 year, yeah, NFL last draft? Year, last draft. No. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Thank no. You. Thank He's you. not the best player in the draft. People that are saying that it, what uh, it's a recency bias. That's the only reason why people are, are saying that he's the best player in the draft. No, he had a, a really good game this past weekend. I'll give him that. But you're telling me that he's a he's made a bigger impact this year than Jamar Chase, uh, than Najee Harris. Najee Harris is the only reason. Why the Steelers is still relevant this year? He's he, he is. Yeah, he's Palmer, the only reason Palmer he drives the chains. Yep. They have no O line, and yet he puts up monster numbers. He's their one. He's their number one or number two wide receiver. I mean, the guy's a, a monster at running back, and not to mention, you know, hey, the the Bengals have cooled off a little bit as of late. But Jamar Chase set records earlier this year, and he's still continuing to set them as he's the number one receiver on that offense as a rookie and. He still continues to be very good. You talked about Jamar Chase. He that that's why I pointed out too. He certainly now, granted, Mac Jones has certainly done better than other of, of his quarterback counterparts. Oh yeah, oh, he's, certainly he's done better certainly. than the other. But you know, you look at Jamar Chase. Another situation where Cincinnati these past few years has not been in the greatest situation as a team. And going into the, he's he's averaging eight yards per reception. He hit 754 receiving yards in his first seven games. Like you said, he's he's setting records. He's the 11th rookie in NFL history to top 200 yards in a game. He's he's setting records, and we're talking about Mac Jones, who he's he's running this sort of same conservative sort of checkdown offense that Brady used and loved, and it's successful, sure. But when you're talking about guys like Jamar Chase who are breaking records, I mean, he's not the greatest in the in the NFL draft last year. I mean, hold on, Zimmer. Yeah, I, I just want a clarification on the question. It's is Mac Jones the best rookie 
Okay, this it's, year. it's, it's of not this draft. It, okay, it's not yes. quarterback. Okay, no, it's just, just is best he the best okay. player in this draft. I'll I'll keep it with quarterbacks. So if any other quarterback other than Zach Wilson, you should you could say so Trevor Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance, we'll say they Justin Fields as well. If they got drafted by the Patriots, we would be having the same argument, and we would say that they are the best best quarterback, uh, best player in this draft, in my opinion. Because if if you put Trevor Lawrence on that offense. The Patriots would have a better record, and Trevor Lawrence would be doing better than Mac Jones. I, you know, I as a Cowboys fan, I could add Micah Parsons' hat to the ring here. There you go. I mean, listen, and I'm serious. You know, I don't think he's better than Jamar or, uh, you know, Jamar or Najee. Najee, but I, I think he makes a serious case where he's a rookie and he's leading the defense right now. They've shifted. He's a natural linebacker, and we've run him at defensive end for the last two games in a row because we're so banged up. And he got two sacks. He led the defense. He's. I mean, he's. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a captain after this year. Uh, and he's been so unbelievably impressive. And I mean, you know, talk about you know making a, a statement for you know defensive rookie of the year. I I think he could certainly earn that role. Uh, Mike Parsons has had a phenomenal season so far. For, for a rookie playing out of position all over the defense. And, you know, he's had a fantastic year, but I even I would say that he's doing better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones has had up, he's had good games and he's had bad games. I have yet to see a bad, bad game from Micah Parsons, a bad game from Najee Harris, a bad game even really from Jamar Chase outside of, what, the preseason when everybody was doubting him because he kept on dropping balls. But clean that up. So... There's a lot. There's people that are. There's players that are doing better than Mac Jones, and I think we're better draft picks than Mac Jones as of right now. Yeah, I, I originally thought it was quarterbacks. I was gonna say yes, he's the best quarterback out of the draft. But the, the reason why I think I'm gonna go a little bit off Ryan's quarterback. The reason why I think he's been the best quarterback out of the draft is his offensive coordinator is Josh McDaniels. So they've had more time to prepare him. He's done. Mac Mac's done a tremendous job with. They kind of went. The Patriots went back to their bread and butter, which is the checkdown offense, and I think it's gone great. I'm going to go with Bendo on Najee Harris being the best rookie overall. The reason why the Steelers have any relevance this year is Najee Harris. Ben, Big Ben's, you know, again, you know, Big Ben, I think, you know. Banged up. Banged up. Well, he's on he's on the COVID list. But mm-hmm. you've had Big Ben injured. You've had issues with Juju and, and Clay. But like they had, the, the, the offense for the, for, the, for the Steelers has not been great this year. It it's hasn't been, been. It's been up and down. It's been consistent, but Harris has been the one. He's the one point of that offense that is consistent. And you gotta give credit to his college running back coach, Charles Huff. Hey, okay, give him a go. Shout out. <laughs> we are a Marshall show. Uh, yeah, that that I, that we have to have a good relationship with with guys. Who's a good coach, but I think you look at what the job Huff that Huff's done with running backs. He's got especially, in the, and I think Najee Harris has been a tremendous rookie running back. He's done a tremendous job. Parsons, I think I agree with you. He's kind of been a lot more flexible out of, out of the linebacker and. And I picked him back up on my team, so I'm happy about that too. But he's been good at the defensive end. But I want to get back to Ryan's point about the other three quarterbacks. So one quarterback that, if he was in New England right now, that would not be good is Trey Lance. I don't think Lance would do well in New England. Because he doesn't fit the system. Bingo. But if, if, if you're saying that Trevor Lawrence wouldn't be doing better than Mac Jones is, I don't agree with that. I think, they, the I, they, they, I think they'd be even at this point. I think Lawrence... Lawrence, Lawrence has had Lawrence. Well, we we don't. Uh, this is not the Urban Meyer hour. I'm not going to get to Urban's problems. Though I love to talk about Urban and how much trouble he gets in. But 
Look, I, I just think you look at Mac Jones. He's done the the only reason why he's done good. No one's given McDaniel's credit. He was the most prepared quarterback out of all the quarterbacks because Who, of his his staff around him. Right, that, that's the not only, because of where he came it's, in. It's, at, it's, it's of the coach out of college. Right, it's of the coaching staff. McDaniel's Belichick. That's the only reason why he's getting off to the best start. Look at look at Lawrence for example. He's got Urban Meyer. How's that going? Okay, Urban's Urban's had multiple problems. The they have this is this is absolutely they have an offense coordinator and a, pa, and, and a passing game coach like that's going to help. And Brian Schottheimer, they want him to be the next Russell Wilson Lawrence. That hasn't really that's obviously not working out too well. So let's just skip that. Let's go to Zach Wilson. He's, he is Bob Sala. Bob Sala is a defensive minded coach. You have a young quarterback. You want to get an offensive minded coach with your young quarterback. I think now the Jets are learning. Oopsie, made a mistake there. That's that's just normally what you do. That's just normally how this business goes. You get an offensive minded coach, and then Justin Fields. He's been okay. Matt Nagy's a lame duck coach. I think Nagy's out at year's end. But you know, Fields is kind of just waiting for the next young offensive mind to come in and take over that job. So the only reason why Mac's good is the coaching staff around him. But Najee Harris has done a bulk of the load for the Steelers. All right, good debate there. Let's go ahead and jump around. We've had some very passionate discussions here on the program this evening. Let's talk about the college football playoff rankings. They were released last night, as they always are, on Tuesday nights. Until are, are, are we allowed to complain about this week's rankings? Well, that's what I was going to say. Okay, I wanted to get well, everyone's... What you, why, why else would he be posing this question? <laughs> what are your all's thoughts on this week's college football playoff rankings? We'll start with Zimmer, who seems very eager to get involved in this conversation. Yes, I, I am eager. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. I'm going to go back to where I left off last week. Last week, we were debating Michigan State Michigan. And Gary Barta said, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're looking at the teams evaluated week to week. All right, that song and dance worked for a week. All right, the excuse is over. New week's here. Tuesday night comes around, and it's that magical time of the night when they release the rankings. Uh, what do they do again? What does the college football playoff committee do again? They screwed it up again. Michigan is ahead of Michigan State. What is going on over there? I'm serious. Like, Are we not valuing head? Here's what I'm more confused about with the head-to-head standard. We have Oregon and Ohio State. Okay? They played each other. How'd that game go? Oregon upset Ohio State in the shoe. What does the committee do? Oh, we're going to follow our actual protocols. If you go on their website, it actually says we're going to value head-to-head, and Oregon's ahead of Ohio State. All right, let's go to 6-7. and seven. Let's see if that same principle applies. Michigan State beat Michigan. Nice game, yes? Uh-oh, going to follow our protocols again. We're going to put Michigan ahead of Michigan State. Can we get some form of consistency, please? If you're going to do head-to-head with one spot, you got to do it throughout the rankings. This is they're honestly making a fool out of themselves. This is this is ridiculous. Well, you know, you know why they are ranked lower is because I mean they're they're not following the protocols, but yeah, yeah. I understand why the committee ranked them that the way they did. That doesn't make it right, uh, but it, it's just because they lost to Purdue. And, I mean, and the only wait, wait, Michigan's loss was on. to Michigan State. Uh, so it's uh, like, 
I don't see Purdue ranked. So the but here's the thing. If you're gonna say this is what we're going to do, this is what we're gonna do. At least if they have the same record. It's because Ohio State knocked them right back. Right now, know. if Michigan State loses this week, I'm fine with them dropping. That 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 I'm fine. Well, with then they'd that. have two losses. I don't, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that. The only thing I can say to defend it is: Would you rather lose to Purdue or would you rather lose to Michigan State? I'd rather lose to Michigan State. And that's and that's why exactly. they rank the way that they I, are. But here's the thing: I'm not gonna hold you hostage. If you lost to Purdue, if I and I sit there, I rank and I do my top twenty-five each week. I sit there, I go, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll look the loss at Purdue, but that's not gonna kill you, in my opinion. I'm like, okay, you lost one game, you lost to Purdue, that's right. fine. And you know, I, I'd, I'd rather value a top ten win than a loss to Purdue. And, and talk about, you know, we're gonna value wins here, uh, and we're talking about it's. This is even funnier as to why, so Michigan State lost to a now unranked. Purdue team, right? Drops them in the rankings. Why is Oregon still third? Yeah, that's my Why question. Why are they that third? They, they yeah, that's lost my question. to unranked Stanford <laughs> that's my so long ago. Why are they still third? Head to head. What, like, head I to get, head with Ohio State. I get this. Head to, but that's that's where that yeah. rule is yeah. done. Would you rather lose wait. to Stanford or lose to... Well, here's what's gonna happen. You rather lose to lose, Purdue, yeah, and it's exactly. like Stanford's it's the same even thing. worse. Man, they're not gonna be. I don't. I don't think about three. I don't think about three. Ohio State beats Michigan State and Michigan. Ohio State's gonna move up beyond. Or- uh, well, I that, know. That's, uh, that's gonna happen. But I'm just saying that since that that goes back to my argument that Cincinnati should be in the top four because Oregon no, should not be there. Cincinnati should see, not be in the see, top here's four. the thing. Here's the thing that also bugs me about Oregon: the schedule. The schedule now conference play. Who have they played other than Ohio State? That's really impressive. Going into UCLA, this week, yeah. they're. Played, even, and the UCLA, UCLA isn't UCLA ranked. Is six and four, they're 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 good. Well, they were ranked at the time. I think that's what they also okay, consider. but that, but like what barely. They were thirteen. No, it, they were thirteen. Oh, okay. CFP hadn't put out the poll, but, but was outside the of they're outside playing of Utah this week, and okay, UCLA, I guess. But other than UCLA that, was unranked at the time. Yeah, of yeah. yeah. Well, it's, 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 UCLA okay. is unranked at the time. The only ranked team that they've played before this week, they're going into uh, number twenty-three Utah. But other than that, they've played Ohio State, and the Pac-12 isn't exactly a conference that's that's you know a, a dangerous. Dangerous, no, exactly. Scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they lost to Stanford. Uh, a three and seventeen bottom of the Pac-12 right now, and Ohio State. Now, granted, they lost head-to-head against uh, against Oregon, but they've played Penn State, who, granted, not exactly another great team, but they're a talented team, and they were ranked at the time. They beat a Purdue team, who beat Iowa, who was number two, number two at the time. They've beat some impressive teams. They're good this season. Oregon just hasn't played anybody impressive, and I, I'd argue the same thing against Cincinnati. Cincinnati won. Thank a, you. Cincinnati won a great game against Notre Dame. I'll give you that. That is an impressive win. That should put them in contention. But when you look at the American Conference, who have they really played? You know, beating teams like Tulane and South Florida aren't exactly lighting Navy. the world on fire. Yeah, and Navy. It's not exactly lighting yeah, the world who, on who fire. Who beats Navy? <laughs> so <Marshall. laughs> uh, the thing Army. is, if all four of these teams went out. No, like from the college football playoffs, they're all going. Like, oh, obviously, at, at, at yeah. the bottom line. Well, Georgia and Alabama so, have to play each other in the SEC. Championship. But I mean, that's not gonna, that's not going to knock Alabama out of the top four. No, Bama's no if Bama, if Bama loses, Bama could lose to the worst team in college football, and they would this, still no, put they, Bama they in the top lose four. To University of Central Lower Florida. They, they, and they yeah. still <laughs> find a way to be in the top. No, four. So they, the they only take thing out. that can save Cincinnati is if Oregon loses or Ohio State loses. 
pretty much. Oh, yeah. I, and, and even then, say Ohio State loses to Michigan or Michigan State in the final of the Big Ten, then what? I just wish that they would get rid or of Or before this. that. Like, I, just, I just wish they would get rid of the head-to-head rule. Because it just just make it make it strength of, of competition. They had that that's one of the factors. That's obviously not working. Well, I know it's but it's it's the head to head that's screwing everything up because otherwise Oregon I, would not be ahead of Ohio State. I think it screws everything up until this until the games are played. Now, once I think we get to Saturday and well, we have you, Ohio you, State playing Michigan State in the big at least the Ohio State Michigan State Michigan I, I think head-to-head's going to get thrown well, out the window I, next week. Well, yeah, I mean, you could value the head-to-head, but at the same time, you could put way more uh, purpose and importance on the the rest of your, your schedule, you know? I, I wish it's, flipped, so, it's so flip-flopped right now, where they're valuing the head-to-head over the schedule. It needs to be the other way around. Where well, the first and foremost, they need to look at what your schedule is, strength of all of your competition, and then think about, oh, okay, well... We, we beat, you know, somebody, they beat us, we beat them. I think it just needs to be flip-flopped. I mean, three and four, you either play Georgia or you play Alabama. You, both of those teams, I think, are going to lose anyway, regardless of wh- where they're ranked. So, at the bottom line, it doesn't matter a whole lot. If you're Oregon, End just pack day. your bags and head out to the Rose Bowl. That's beautiful. Pasadena is beautiful. Just head out there and get ready to go. <laughs> Have a good time. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun at Disneyland. Well, all right, so we are going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we will say goodbye to one of our favorite friends here on Sports Buzz. Stick around. Your home for award-winning coverage of Marshall Athletics is right here on WMUL-FM Huntington, WFGH-FM Fort Gay, and WTHM-LP Ravenswood, West Virginia. One quick question. Have you ever gone to work or school like this? Mr. Anderson, you're 10 minutes late. Whatever, Mr. Anderson, you're late, man. You haven't? Well, you might as well have if you've shown up like this. Mr. Anderson... You are 10 minutes late. Uh, Sorry, sir. I didn't get much sleep last night. Well, don't let it happen again. Sleep deprivation can have the same effects as alcohol intoxication. Getting less than six hours of sleep at night can affect judgment, coordination, and reaction time. It can also lead to depression, anxiety, diabetes, even death. Catching a few extra winks at night might not be simple, but it's one of many steps to a healthy life. This guide to a good night's sleep is brought to you by your friends at WMUL. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singers. Well, I've tried so hard just to let you know that there's nothing I won't do. Every time you play my song, I just want to sing along. Every time you play my favorite tune. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. (laughs) 
All right, and welcome back to the second segment of Sports Buzz. We are going to have to unfortunately say goodbye to one of our friends on today's program. And unfortunately, it is going to be Sean Kelly is going to have to say goodbye on this week's edition. He came out and, and put up a strong effort, but we unfortunately have to say goodbye to him. Sean, do you have any final words before you leave today's program? Unfortunate loss today, but uh, we'll come back next year stronger than ever. Just keep, uh, just keep at the grindstone. Keep, uh, keep working at it. Keep, ha- keep hammering away. All right, I love the attitude. So we will go ahead and move on to the next topic of discussion. We were really appreciating that college football topic. Why don't we stay in college football and talk about the Heisman? The Heisman's oh, always an oh award <laughs> that is controversial in a sense. It's always, uh, you I don't know, know, I don't know, controversial. Well, controversial people, people think it's it's a mostly quarterback award. Although oh, Devontae is, Smith yeah. did win it last it year, is. and for a while Oklahoma was you know using who the Heisman. Devontae Smith, Charles Huff. Okay, well, man, you're working in. What is he paying you money? Let me finish the question, guys. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Alex. Who is going to be the winner of the Heisman Trophy? Oh boy, someone else can start. I, I man, I I just don't know who it's going. No, I let. My mic's off anyway. I started talking first. Let me get my point in. Yeah, that's right. I'm establishing dominance. Okay. So I think it's it's Bryce Young from Alabama. He's oh, gonna God. win it. Well, it's just cherry picking because I mean, what who what are they gonna give it to? Are they gonna give it to Stroud? Stroud hasn't no. been nearly no, as good no, no, no. as Young this year. They're gonna give it to Kenneth Walker. Yes. No. Well, I mean, it would be fun, but it's not gonna happen. I I mean, he's and then if. Old Miss was if Corral didn't get banged up, I think he would seriously be in contention for it. But he got banged up, and you know, Old Miss has been—I mean, they've been—they're good. They've been good, yeah, but I mean, it's, Corral hasn't been more impressive than Bryce Young. That's that's my argument: is that there hasn't been anybody more impressive than him. I mean, he's he's had an okay year, but there isn't like a you know like a Lamar Jackson from Louisville that's just going absolutely insane. On this team that you know isn't ranked, you know top four. Uh, there's really nobody that's just balling out, and so it, you're gonna go with the guy who's the most consistent. Uh, you know, he's Bryce Young hasn't really had a, a really bad game this year. Like, he really hasn't. I mean, he's been consistent. He's your model Alabama QB. He's doing exactly what he needs to be doing. I mean, he's got all the intangibles and. You know, Alabama is still ranked second, even though that's people can debate about, you know, their ranking and everything. But Bryce Young's having a good year, and he's he's really having a better year than anybody else. So, like, you're not going to pick Walker over them because, you know, yes, they've lost games. Uh, you're not going to pick Caleb Williams over him. You're not going to pick uh, Spencer Rattler. <laughs> yeah, well, we just go yeah, yeah you know my pick is, is Spencer Rattler. No, uh, and then you could. I mean, Kenny Pickett has had a, an okay year for for Pitt, but uh, I'm better than okay, really. I mean, he's had a he's had a really good year for Pitt, but I again yeah, not better than Bryce Young. It's tough to choose against anybody but Bryce Young, but gotta go with gotta go with the guy at the top, Bryce Young. You're right. It's tough to choose, but I'm I'm going to go a separate way. You said. Not Kenneth Walker, but I'm going to go ahead and pick him. Anyway, so this season, I'll just give you a statistical analysis of what he's done so far. He has 1,400 yards, over 1,400 yards rushing, 17 rushing touchdowns, 85 receiving yards, 
and another touchdown receiving. So 18 total touchdowns, over 1,500 total yards, and he hasn't lost a fumble. He hasn't fumbled at all, in fact. As a, a running back on a very good team that, if they beat Ohio State, could potentially make it to the playoffs. How many touchdowns did you say he had on the season? He had, he has 17 rushing and one receiving. So he has 18. 18, Bry- yes. Bryce Young, in 23 passes last week, scored five touchdowns. He's the quarterback. Who are they playing? Let's go back to who they can, were playing. Be, I mean... Yes, I know they were playing New Mexico State. Okay, there say, we go. Buddy. I'm just saying he could have bombed. They could have sucked against the small team. They could have just underprepared. They could have been a UTSA no, versus no. Southern Miss. <laughs> I mean, but if you look at Kenneth he's Walker. He's putting up the numbers. Playing against Michigan, he had five touchdowns as a running back. So that is very impressive to me personally, but. Granted, he's a running back. He doesn't do everything for the offense as Bryce Young does. However, when he does get the ball and he's heavily involved in this offense, he delivers when he needs to deliver. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Stenson better for Georgia. I think you looked at the year that Bennett's had. I think, look, uh, we're already getting faces made, Alex. What's going on back there? He's a good pick. He just doesn't like that I picked Bryce Young. Sorry, who did you pick, Justin? Uh, I was Bennett, listening. Bennett, Bennett from Georgia. You I, don't, I don't know who. You know, Alex hasn't said anything, so we don't know. I, I can see his face. He, he is the almighty one. I mean, he's, he's you, dominated you, everybody this you, quarter. You look at Bennett. He's been 1,000. He's got 1,625 yards. Okay, not great. 15 touchdowns, four picks, 87 QBR. That's If, if I'm one of those, if, if I'm a Heisman, but I'm going to look at QBR, your quarterback pass rate, and he's third. And you look at the job that he's done with Georgia. Georgia, at the beginning of the year, look, they were not – they were favored to win the East Division in the SEC, but they were not favored to really be in the playoff. It was going to kind of be like an Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, you know, all of that. Georgia really was not in the conversation. Bennett's play is really elevated. So you talk about 87 QBR, I think that's very impressive. So I'm going to go with Bennett for the Heisman. Just, just they were but top I mean, five, Zimmer. Yeah, QBR top five. No, Georgia was top five in the preseason. Well, what do you mean they weren't I, in contention? I mean, I'm just saying, like, playoff-wise. Playoff-wise. I, I just... So, to counter that, right. Well, I'm, okay, I'll let you go. All right, let, let me just counter this. So, he has less touchdowns than Ken, Kenneth Walker. I don't really he has touchdowns. Touchdowns is not what's going to decide you the highest. He has only about 150 more passing yards than Kenneth Walker has rushing. So that, that's just my comparison between also, running back and quarterback. Quarterback gets the ball every well, play. Running back, running run, back a does. running back rarely wins the Heisman. I, I mean, understand. Well, let's just be honest. Third game is the last. Also, a wide receiver hasn't hadn't won it in a while. Either. I I get that Georgia's having a really really good year, but you know why they're number one? It's because of their defense. Oh, they got such a good defense. Well, a good quarterback. You, yeah, I mean the you got to score points. Good though. QB, but they wouldn't be. I don't know if they'd be as good as they would be without how stellar their defenses and that's why they're number one it's not because of their qb and that's that's just my thing i agree with that well that was a very interesting debate topic and we will see how that affects everyone going into the final (laughs) round but (laughs) before we go to the next topic here uh, actually, excuse me, we'll go to the next topic here and we'll, we'll just do this briefly before the next break. Let's talk a, a little bit about the NBA. So the Los Angeles Lakers have been off to a little bit of a rocky start. Anthony Davis said that they were not a championship team and that they wouldn't win the championship if they continue to play poorly. 
LeBron James has been injured. They were getting blown out by the Bulls the other night. Are the L.A. Lakers still NBA championship contenders, even as badly as this season has started? Absolutely, in my opinion. I hate the Lakers. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big Suns fan. Knocked them out, by the way, last year. You won the West last year. Yeah. you got to give other teams a chance, buddy. But I have to say, when LeBron comes back, it will get better. Once they start gelling together, it will get better. It's just about keeping at it and understanding what everybody does because they had a big turnover of new players coming in. I always I thought their free agency was fantastic. I didn't really agree with the Russell Westbrook addition, but I'm not the general manager. It doesn't seem to be panning out right now, but I think later on in the season they will pick it up. The only thing that worries me is how well they will perform in the playoffs and if they can stay healthy because as I told Ben, he's a little washed now. Um, but they are actually washed. Ben, you're not. <laughs> well, I think you look, Thank you. you look at the Lakers situation, they're all banged up. And you're kind of talking about a team that has championship expectations. It's kind of hard to form the chemistry when you bring in a star player like Russell Westbrook and you're barely a month into the – actually, best now, a month. About a month, a couple of days ago. You've already had, you've already had LeBron injured. You've had, you've had AD injured. So you have two of your star players injured of your big three. You can't sit there and say, okay, guys, we're going to miss our two star players. All right, let's play basketball. So when you're losing guys, this is kind of expected, the injuries and the injury bug to go around. So I, I, I think they are, cha- they are a championship team if they're healthy. But if this injury bug is going to continue all season, they, they could be like a seven or an eight seed. They, they just got to get healthy. And then once they get healthy, I think they'll get rolling. I. I don't know. It's the Russell West, the Russell Westbrook trade really set the team back. Where they well, the Wizards are benefiting. Well, well, yeah, they're at the top. But I mean, <laughs> they're they should have never made that trade. They they really shouldn't because Westbrook has not been good. I mean, then again, he hasn't really had a the the supporting cast that he usually would. But it's showing that he can't carry the team on his own will, and they lost all of that depth. You know, it's concerning, especially because the the question is, are they still true title contenders after a rocky start? I think they're playoff contenders. You can't count them out with that roster. They have LeBron. As long as you have LeBron, you're in contention for the playoffs. It's going to be really hard to not miss the playoffs with that roster. But are they title contenders? No. I I don't say – no, they're not. They're not. They're old. They're injury-prone. The the front office is getting cocky. They're getting, you know, their hubris well, got they in their way. Their hubris, their hubris was at their detriment this time. They they trade for Westbrook because they, they underutilized and they, they didn't really think much of the players they traded away. Because they're like, yeah, you know, we're going to get the big star. Because if we get all the big stars, then nothing could possibly go wrong. And yet, it is. And it's I know it's early in the season. And they'll probably bounce back at some point once they get guy you know once they get everybody back. But I don't see them as title contenders. I, I see them as playoff contenders. I think they'll make the playoffs. But I just don't I don't th- I don't see them as a huge you know they're the danger they're the threat they're the you know as to allude to a another LA team the Dodgers when you look at their roster even though they didn't win it this year you know hey you know they're stacked and. They're expected to win the title because of their roster. And you look at the Lakers and, 
you know, if everybody was healthy and everybody was happy and maybe five years younger, then, whoa, hey, you know, this is a team that's really going to make a challenge for the title. But everybody's a little in- injury prone. Uh, and just the, the how the team is being run is very concerning. I don't know. That, that Westbrook trade is pretty telling that they're short-sighted. And ultimately, if you're just, I don't know, if you're just going all in to get this ring, you're not thinking about the future, and you're not thinking about every single, clearly they're just thinking about the title. And if you're ignoring every other factor on the team, then it's all going to come crumbling down. And they're, I don't know, it's just mismanaged, and I don't see them as true title contenders because there's a lot of revolving issues around the team. They just feel that star power, sorry, star power will prevail at the end and see it through. Because if they're all healthy on paper, realistically, they should be title contenders. But they won't. It's a bunch of, they're old. If if you can get LeBron, AD, and Westbrook healthy, I, I would say... That they can beat That's anybody. what I'm saying is they're they're playoff contenders, but I just don't see them as like if yeah if I had to pencil them in right now, who's going to the the NBA? Oh, I wouldn't pencil them in either. Title game. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pencil them in either. The, you know, but they're in the back of my mind. Finals. I I wouldn't say the Lakers. No, I, I, I would say, say they're going to make the playoffs, but eh, I don't know about winning the title. I think they'll be like a six seven seed. I don't think I don't think no I, I don't think they'll be in the play in tournament. No. I, I think they have a little more. I mean, you just better better capability than that. Feel like you're you're telling me that they are they are a better team than than Golden State. They're better than Phoenix. No, absolutely they're, not they're better, better than, than Phoenix. Dallas. <laughs> they're better than at this point Washington and Chicago. Well, I think they're better than Washington. If, if they're if they're healthy, they're better than Washington. I mean, they're they're not better than multiple teams. No, so no, I just I, don't no, pencil them in as, as the title favorites. All right, so after another hotly contested section of Sports Buzz, we will go to a break. When we come back, we will say goodbye to somebody else off the panel, and I don't know who it could possibly be. Stick around to find out. Yosef will take it instead, and that'll be in the back of the net, past Yusuf Aglu. Goal, thundering herd. Levias split out wide by himself. Green looks to Levias. It's a go route. Levias bobbles it, makes the catch. Levias still on his feet at the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5 touchdown. A one-play, 75-yard touchdown pass. Mayo kicks it out. Shine. Three ball. Bingo! The ball is played to Mayor Abutea. Abutea sends it into the box. Morgan White's there, and Morgan White finds the goal! The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage, WMUL-FM Huntington. Instead of watching the news from home, listen to the news while on the way home. 
Welcome to News Center 88. Now on to our top story. Weekdays at 5 p.m., News Center 88 broadcast all the day's news, sports, and weather reports in 30 minutes. That's perfect timing for the afternoon commute. So stop wasting precious time at home and start getting informed while on the go. News Center 88, weekdays at 5, only on 88.1 WMUL. Welcome back to Sports Buzz. We have got to say goodbye to one member of the panel this evening. And we are going to be saying goodbye to Justin Zimmer for this reason. I was going to vote Ben off. Okay. Because Ben had an argument about Bryce Young having more touchdowns than Kenneth Walker, although playing different positions. But then you came in and said that you think Stetson Bennett should win the Heisman, who has less touchdowns than Kenneth Walker I rushing. I was go with Matt Corral, but he's banged up. So you go with Stetson Bennett? I mean, look, Georgia's been He's good. the second-best quarterback on his own team. Well, J- well when has J.T. Daniels last played? September. And? I could win at quarterback for Georgia if I was back there. So, Zimmer, you are going to say goodbye. And uh, any last words for you? I'm good. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to you as well. So we are down to the final two contestants on this evening's program. We have got national champion Ryan Sirk versus Tim Hansen, voice sound-alike Ben Cower. And this is going to be an epic final topic here. Let's go back to the NFL for a minute. Yes. Let's talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, yes. Will OBJ work in L.A.? I have faith in Odell. I, All right, I'll let you take this one. I don't really like Odell. I, I don't know what it is. He's just very inconsistent. However, I think that the Rams' offense is very beneficial to him. Granted, the first game back, well, not back, but his first game in L.A. wasn't a very successful one for the team. But now that Robert Woods is out, I think they picked up Odell at the perfect time because they don't really have a true second wide receiver. Cooper Cup will be the main guy that's no problem I know Odell wants to be the main guy but if he gets enough targets if he gets enough touches he's going to be happy he's going to be fine and he wants to win I don't see a reason why they can't compete for the playoffs compete for a Super Bowl with that defense that they have Stafford will be looking for him Cooper Cup could draw a lot of attention giving Odell some more space to do his own thing Uh, I don't know Odell proved in Cleveland that he he can't handle being the number two and right now in LA the number one clearly is Cooper Cup as he has been all season long there hasn't been I mean Robert Woods was the number two but Robert Woods his stats were not even close to to Cup because Cup was dominating he's he is the dominant receiver in that offense and Odell could not handle being the number two in Cleveland albeit this year injured shoulder that hasn't really been helping him and he's been fighting through that to play people underestimate how badly his shoulder is injured because he's still banged up he can't make you know incredible catches and even it's impressive that he's even out there playing as much as he as he did in the game versus the 49ers but that was out of necessity you know after losing woods they kind of needed him to be out there uh but then again he can't handle being a number two and also you know, the topic being, will he work, what, it's, will he work out, or will he, 
What was the question again? Just repose the question one more time. Will he work in L.A.? Will he work in L.A.? He's on a one-year deal. He's on a one-year deal with the Rams. Uh, the Rams did say they plan to uh, re-sign him and Von Miller in the offseason, though. I know, but... I mean, will will they? I mean, if, if he goes there, then they just... He does nothing the rest of the year. And, you know, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but... He's again. That shoulder is not healing up so quickly. I mean, he's still pretty banged up, and he's going to be playing with that injury for a little while. Especially if they keep him in the, you know, in rotation. You know, there's that opportunity. He get he re-injure it. You know, hey. Uh, and then again, he already showed in Cleveland that he couldn't handle being a number two. And Stafford and almost Baker Mayfield have that same gunslinger mentality and they're not also the most consistent QBs in the world but they're very streaky and that was shown last that was shown on on Monday night where or was that Sunday or Monday night whenever they played uh where Stafford was very inconsistent and the only time he he really connected all night was at the end for garbage time points and or with the 49ers I mean or, or with the 49ers uh <laughs> they I don't know o- Odell can't handle inconsistency at QB, so that it just confuses me why he went there over, uh, over you know the Packers, where you know you have a surefire QB in Rodgers, uh, you know albeit with the COVID issue last week, but that's over and done. He's back, uh, but then he chooses he chooses to go to LA, where I don't know there wasn't going to be a place in the NFL uh, for him where he would you know on a playoff contending team I should say I should specify where he would be the clear number one, where I think he should have gone. I think he should have gone to New England because Mac Jones is, again, he's, he's playing really impressive right now. He's got a good arm. Uh, and you're telling me Odell, Odell would play second fiddle to, you know, and I'm not dissing his skill, but I think Jacoby Myers is a very good wide receiver. But Odell would not be number two to Jacoby Myers, and he would not be number two to Kendrick Bourne. You know, I... He would be the clear number one in that offense, and New England's not out of it yet. They're in it for a wild card. You know, they've had their ups and downs, but they're not out of it yet. I think he should have considered going there because he would have been the number one in that offense, clearly. Uh, plus, you know, with a proven coach and Bill Belichick, uh, he would be a target monster there. I just don't get why he didn't go there, or uh, maybe he doesn't like the cold in, in Green Bay. Uh, but he goes to L.A., and I just don't see it working out because he's going to be the number two there. Cooper Cup is going to continue to be the monster that he has been all season long. Why change the game plan? Why? I get it didn't work out against the 49ers, but the 49ers have had the Rams number for the last three seasons in a row. No matter how bad the 49ers have been or how good the 49ers have been or how bad or good the Rams have been. The 49ers just have their number every single time. But I just don't see Odell working out there. Uh, he's going to get frustrated with how much of the targets are going to continue to go to Cooper Cup. And when he, four, you know, four games from now, when maybe has one touchdown on the, on, you know, in his tenure there and maybe one game where he's eclipsed 85 yards, I just, I don't see Odell working out long-term in the Rams. And quite frank, quite frankly, I think it's a bit of a, almost a detriment to the team even with the loss of Robert Woods, uh, that he's going to be he's going to be there as a bit of a distraction. Where now now that now they feel the need to force the ball to him, but they still have Cooper Cup. It's not going to change. The thing is, 
being the number two at the Rams is infinitely better than being the number two on the Browns because the Browns run it so much. The th- this season, Odell has only had two games with five receptions. The rest have been two, 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 one, and two receiving numbers. One coming with the Rams. However, the Rams throw it a lot more. He's going to get more targets, and I think Stafford is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. So the offense benefits Odell more than the Browns did. I think he was just more angry that they didn't use his skill set. Not necessarily. You could Maybe he said that he didn't want to be the number two, but it won't feel like being the number two in in L.A. I think he will get more targets probably more than Jarvis does because of the offense that the Rams will run. I don't know. I Just looking at the target share of, of the Rams, uh, heading into, what, this weekend, uh, the Rams had 300 total, uh, 321 total targets heading into this weekend. Uh, and, I mean, Cooper Cup has... In that entire offense, again, they got a lot of wide receivers, and it might seem a little low, but, I mean, Cup has a 32% target share. And, again, it might be, you might be like, hey, okay, it's only 32. It's not some astronomical number like 50. Uh, and you're like, okay, 32. Uh, Higby, who is the next biggest target on that team, believe it or not, over Robert Woods, the number two wide receiver, might I add, up until this point. Higby only has 14% compared to Cup's 32. And then the running backs have 12. Robert Woods didn't, have, didn't even have more than the running backs. Robert Woods, alongside the rest of the wide receivers on that team, uh, it is a 42% target share. And, you know, there is more than just Odell Beckham on that roster for wide receivers. They got Van Jefferson, who is more than capable. And honestly, he's a better deep threat. He's a better deep threat than Odell at this point. Uh, where Odell, again, banged up Odell, I still prefer Van Jefferson on the deep ball. He's been surefire really all season long, and he's made a big impact. Uh, But that target share is not going to change because of Odell Beckham Jr. And if he's getting less than 12% target share compared to Cup's 32, I mean, it's... He's getting less than, you know, who knows what the game plan is going to change as, but he's less dynamic of a wide receiver than Robert Woods. Robert Woods is quicker, and he's, you know, sure-handed. He's been consistent. You can run him out of the slot. You can run him out of as a wideout. Uh, you can run him as a running back. He had scores as a running back versus the, versus the Texans. And uh, I don't know. He's less – Odell is less of a dynamic wide receiver. I just see it – I don't see him getting more of a target share. It's it's just not going to happen, and I just don't think he works out with the Rams this season. He's going to start complaining again. My final point will be that Jarvis Landry has half the amount of receptions that Robert Woods does. And Jarvis was number one, and Robert Woods is the number two. That, that's my counterpoint. But then again, I mean, he's still not going to get nearly as many targets as he wants in that offense, where, where Woods was, <laughs> as somebody who had Robert Woods in fantasy, uh, Everybody was complaining about his lack of targets this year. And there's no reason for that because in years past, he's been a target monster. He had that really good game against Seattle earlier this year. But, you know, the guy who's a target monster, they reduced his role for Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup is unstoppable right now. I mean, again, the Rams had an off game last week, but Cooper Cup is by far the best wide receiver on that team. And there's no reason to change the game plan. 
There isn't. So McVay isn't going to change it, and Odell's not going to go there and get you know, lit up every single game, and he's not going to be lighting up the league like he was five years ago, So especially not with his shoulder injury. He's just going to get frustrated again, and I don't know. I just don't see him working out in L.A. All right. So, there has been a lot of chatter around the Huntington area. Will the Marshall men's soccer team win another national championship, bringing Ryan Sirk's total to two at his time here at Marshall? I cannot answer that first question. What I can tell you is he's going to have his second sports buzz win tonight. Ryan Sirk, victorious. A good debate from both of these gentlemen, but we are, we got to go. So, we appreciate you tuning in. Next week is Thanksgiving, so we won't uh, be having a show, but see you later. It was a party like any other. Everyone was having a good time, laughing, dancing, drinking. I guess I just had one too many beers that night. Somehow I staggered out to my car and got behind the wheel. Little did I know that in a few moments, my entire life would be changed forever. You see, that night I ran into a telephone pole, and in that wreck, I broke my neck. I'm what you call a quadriplegic now. I'm paralyzed from the neck down. And just the simple task of tying my shoes or taking a walk are just memories now. It's been a long, painful road to recovery. Still, I don't think I'm ever going to get over the fact that I'm in this wheelchair forever because of a stupid mistake by drinking and driving. Designated driver, call a cab, find an alternative. This message brought to you by your friends at WNUL. This just in, the WMUL news staff is looking for dedicated individuals to report, anchor, and produce its multi-award winning daily newscast. No experience is required and all majors may apply. Interested candidates should call 696-6640 or email wmulnews at marshall.edu. Join the crew for the best newscast for the state of West Virginia. News Center 88 on 88.1 WMUL. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. You've been listening to another sports presentation on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.